Hi, you're listening to recommendations for my otaku spouse or otaku susume. I'm Jen. And I'm Wes. So let's get started. So remember back long ago to an episode you probably never actually listened to. I don't remember. Episode zero. We had an episode zero. We had an episode zero where we recommended, or rather we discussed our favorite anime and our least favorite anime from 2017. That was forever ago. That was forever ago. I lived in a different country then. Yes, we did. We both lived in a different country then. Mm, I don't like to speak on your behalf. Well, that's very considerate of you. Thank you. um, Back then, I mentioned how my favorite anime of the season was an anime called Recreators. That name sounds familiar. Because I made you watch it. Oh, right. We finally got around to watching it. Yay! In 2020. In 2020. It only took two years. Hooray! Because we discussed it in 2018. So, two and a half years. But anyway, I made you watch it. You made me watch it. So, Recreators is... Uh, it's kind of, I feel like it's hard to explain because it's kind of like an isekai anime, but it's reverse isekai, where a bunch of characters from other worlds come to our worlds, but their other worlds are based on like anime, light novels, video games, that kind of thing. So c- characters from, from f- fictional worlds come to our world and are like, what the hell? Where am I? Wait, this is the land of the gods. What's going on? And then hiding the creators. The creators, yeah. And they're the creations. Yeah. And then hijinks ensue. And then hijinks ensues. Yes. Well, by hijinks, I mean like drama. Violence. Action. Murder. Yeah. So let's discuss that. Okay. What do you think? Well. <laughs> I guess that's a very, very broad question. So I should probably, probably um, narrow it down. I had issues with some of the characters and their characterizations. Fair enough. So let's start with the main character. I dislike the main character. Yeah, I, I know he starts. I dislike off, him too. I know he starts off the whole show by saying, "By the way, I'm not the main character. I'm just the one who the story revolves around and focuses on." But it's it, like, well, then you're the main character, dipshit. <laughs> well, he says, "I'm not the protagonist." I don't care. She's the protagonist, which is a lie. What the show doesn't even revolve around him. He's just kind of there for most of it. He caused this show. Okay, we're not. We're going to try to avoid a lot of spoilers. Yes, we are going to try and avoid spoilers. But indirectly, his actions cause the show, which I also dislike because it leads to a bunch of unnecessary drama halfway through that just annoyed the <laughs> heck out of me. He's your tr- traditional anime protagonist, and that he's wishy-washy and indecisive, and just generally annoying, and takes way too long to come to simple conclusions. Correct. Yeah. Almost all the characters do that. Now, I'm going to get some character <laughs> names wrong in here. Because I, have, I haven't written down a few. I, I will some... guess. Okay. But they couldn't use licensed characters, or at least they chose not to use licensed characters. But the characters that are pulled from other worlds often have yeah, they're heavily clear inspired. <laughs> parallels to characters you may know. Like, Mamika shows up, a small, pink-haired, magical girl who wants to go around and make friends with people. She's a cute, magical girl. Who's totally not Madoka. And totally she's not... she's Mamika. Yeah. Right. She's kind of a cross between Madoka and Purikyo characters. Yeah, I don't think the world she's from is as dark as Madoka. Yeah, but it gets dark. But, but she, she <laughs> is Madoka uh, if Madoka was in a regular magical girl anime. Yeah. And unfortunately, she and Yuya are the only two smart characters in the show. Yes, 100%. Yuya being the sort of 
what did you describe him as? Like Yuya, King of Fighters, was it? Yeah, Yuya is like straight up K dash from King of Fighters, except for he's a villain, so he's probably actually Iori, but he's not nearly as dramatic as Iori. And then they give him the abilities from like Persona or Shaman King or something yeah. where he can summon a spirit and he well, walks kind around. Jojo esque. Well, in, in terms I guess of summoning, it's kind of, summoning I guess a it's kind of stand, yeah. Um, all those things have stands Persona, Jojo, Shaman King, whatever. So I guess that was part of the fun was watching it and being like, oh, this character is definitely inspired by this one. Well, because originally when he showed up this. and when he was the villain and how he was drawn, I'm like, oh, this guy's like from do da 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 and all that. And then I immediately mm, mixed yeah. it because his adversary slash Fujoshi fan bait boy toy shows yeah. up later in the show. And I've forgotten his name because I just looked at him and went, this is just Billy from King of Fighters. Yeah, you kept calling him Billy, and I'm like, who are you talking about? Because he is Billy. He's dressed the same. He looks the same. He's got a dead sister that he's fighting for. That's not a spoiler. It's just part of his character backstory. It doesn't actually happen in the show. He fights with a staff that turns into a three-segment like nunchaku thing that he beats people with. The I've only n- thing that King is not Billy about him is the fact that he has a stand, which is like this cool armored centaur lancer type thing wait so the only thing that's not billy about him is he's not a piece of ikea furniture get out of here <laughs> <laughs> he shows up late enough that billy doesn't annoy me that much um but yeah so you get all of these characters and the main character because that's who we're talking about at the moment he just he's so generic anime protagonist it's almost hard to believe that he himself is not a creation that came out of some <laughs> shitty generic shonen anime the problem is i think actually is he because of storyline reasons he needs to be even worse than a generic protagonist oh, i hate him so much he is just he is just that one step further to be kind of Wingy and he has no self confidence and indecisive and indecisive and I think that's partially because they kind of needed him to be that way in order to push forward certain plot points. I guess, but they didn't. If you want to have a character like that that appeals to me as a viewer or a reader or whatever, you need to show how they grow. Yes, he does and not he, grow at all. Well, he does, but he doesn't <laughs> grow until, like, maybe the last three episodes. And this is a full two, like, okay, for all our listeners who haven't watched it, this is a full two-season anime. We're talking 23 episodes. I thought it was, 20, like, 20, 25 or 26 episodes. I thought it was 23 with one recap episode in the middle. Oh, yeah, it could be. But however much it is, that's two full seasons. Yeah. And if he doesn't show any type of growth until the middle... It means that every time he's on the screen, including during the drama-packed ending of season one, where they decide to be like, oh, let's focus on him a lot, you're just sitting there waiting for him to get off the screen again so you can get back to someone interesting. <laughs> That's true. Because all of the creations are more interesting than him. I think also they were trying to create him to to be, to be pander to a certain type of Japanese male audience. You get pieces of crap like that in the anime fandom in the West, too. True. And I've just alienated our listeners, but that's okay. <laughs> but it's not just the creations that are interesting, because they introduce uh, this government agent midway yes, through. she's great. She's amazing. She's totally awesome. Uh, most of the creators. Because the government agent, I'm just going to say, steps in to kind of help out all oh, this weird phenomenon's happening with people from other worlds turning up to our world, and the government can't really have, like, giant robots and magical girls running around exploding stuff. Yeah, non-spoiler, Mamika blows up the side of a uh, shopping mall in the middle of Tokyo. It's so cool. It's and a great scene. And then she's, yeah, just watch it. Mamika is best girl. Best girl. But 
it's not so we inch get introduced to a bunch of the creators as well yes. and they're all great characters and they all change and they grow and they have things that happen and they react and they adapt and all this so the fact that he does nothing except for wallow in self-pity for the first two thirds three quarters of the anime mm-hmm. just i, I no, I a hundred percent agree. When I first watched it, I was like, "What is the point of him? He doesn't really do anything besides, as you said, cause the show. Uh, he's like reasons. So he's the, a catalyst. So the, he's a catalyst. So the show starts with him um, watching an anime, watching an anime, and he's suddenly sucked into the anime, and he's like, "Wait, what?" And the the character of the anime, Celestia, um, is fighting a mysterious woman who isn't supposed to be in the anime. And she's like wearing this military outfit. She kind of looks like Hatsune Miku, but with white hair. She kind of looks like a mix between Hatsune Miku and Tanya the Evil, with swords. And she Maybe. can fly. That—that's how I interpreted her. She looks like a Pixivosi. Yeah, like the cross between Hatsune Miku and Tanya the Evil. <laughs> and so, and then suddenly, um, oh, oh, the first episode is the is the one that kind of grabbed me because it has this great music and this cool fight scene. The music was good, and the fight scenes were great. Yep, and then and then it suddenly kicks them back into the real world, and he's there with Celestia, and Celestia's like the frick, and then uh, it carries on. But at the end of the episode, so you think you think the the first episode promises. There's going to be this mystery around why these anime characters and why these fictional characters are in the real world, and this mist- and this boy is going to the story is going to be told from the perspective of this boy. Um, but actually, what happens is you don't really get that. No, you you think it's going to be about him and Celestia, and instead it's about Meteora. Yeah, hundred percent. There's um, who turns up in the second episode. <laughs> Does she? She technically turns up at the end of the first episode. I think by she like steps into second. the fight. Yeah, and then and then she's actually properly turn turns up in the second episode. Okay, and and so it's like it's a weird shift because the first episode promises one thing and then it it doesn't deliver on that promise. And the Meteora, who is a NPC from a video game, appearance wise, she's kind of like your Ayanami Ray Yuki Nagato Kudede is, style, yeah. but then. She quickly gains, she grows as a character, which is what I'm criticizing the main guy for not doing, is that she actually does grow and just becomes so much better. Mm. But she definitely starts off as your Ayanami Rei, Nagato Yuki, expat. But the problem I have with Meteora is that she is, so her role as the NPC in the game is she's a librarian. Something like that, yeah. Who's also a mage that has like these book powers that can summon random things. And she kind of becomes the MacGuffin for everything. She explains everything and she basically resolves everything and so she's kind of there is a bit a of a mary sue aspect to her character i, I guess think. she fails enough but she is definitely the tell don't show character yeah which annoys me it annoyed me as well it, it recreators has kind of like waves the beginning is really great, and then the middle of the first section is really boring where Meteor is explaining everything. The end of the first season sucks. And then so bad. it jumps up again with drama between uh, Mamika and our main villainess, and then it drops again, and then the ending, I think, was really strong. Pretty much every single time the main theme music kicks in is when it gets good. <laughs> yeah, when the main character's on screen, I didn't like it. When, lol, I'm smarter than you, chaotic, edgy... Villainous. High school villainous ladies on the screen. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. I like her. I hate characters like that. Fair enough. They, 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 it's always kind of the author expat, ooh, I'm smarter than you type character. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know more than me. You're the author. 
So they, those kinds of characters annoy me. Um, but when the other creations are, or even the other creators are doing their thing, I really enjoyed those bits. Yeah. I, you mentioned that one of your up bits was when Mamika turns against. Um, uh, that's why it's. You just said no, Mamika. No, it's, it's, it's when there's friction between them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Mamika and the main villainess have a bit of a tiff at one point. And that was actually one of the bits that really, really annoyed me because it did something with the narrative that I hate when authors do, and that I hate when characters act either out of character or just stupid, stupid yeah. to further a plot. I mean, if a character does something stupid, but it fits in with who they are or anything like that, I'm totally fine. But when you have a character just do something antithetical to who they are just to further your plot, it really annoys me, especially because it involved Little Miss, oh, I'm so clever and I've got plans within plans and wheels within wheels and you'll never understand what I'm trying to do because I'm so smart, la-da-da-da-da. I mean, I hated the fact she was there anyway, and it just made the fact that one of the characters was acting stupid even worse in the situation, and that ends up kind of as a spur for the next half a dozen episodes, which annoyed me when we're watching those episodes, because I'm going, the whole premise of this is stupid, because it all revolves around a character acting like an idiot, or as I called her at the time, lawful stupid. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about... Um, Alisteria. Alisteria. Yes, and I, I like Alisteria. I think that she has a really, really great character arc as we go through the story yes. and watching how she reacts to different stimuli and all those types of things, but that whole section just annoyed the heck out of me. And towards the end of the season, or towards the end of the show, she also has another stupid, lawful, stupid moment, which was kind of annoying, but they used it for plot reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I hate when a show feels it needs to do that. Alisteria was kind of like Saber crossed with... Oh, I don't know. No, she's not Saber at all. No? No. The blonde hair and the armor? No, I mean, she's a stereotypical fantasy paladin that you get a dime a dozen in your fantasy type things, but definitely not Saber. Fair enough. You gotta watch more Fate Stay, Jen. No, I really don't. Fate Stay Food is, Fate Stay Food is the best of the Fate Stay series. We never finished it. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. Oh, I did. What? You watched it without me? <laughs> My bad. Well, I guess I don't need to watch it then. Whoops. Fake Safe Food is amazing. Yeah, you can skip the rest. <laughs> we watched a little bit for the extremely hard take home anime quiz, but that just put me off the show even more. Fair enough. And we've lost even more listeners. <laughs> okay, back to recreators. Back to recreators. So what interested you the most about the show? Recreators at its core focuses around an idea that I've always found interesting. And you find explored in other stories, uh, different Discworld novels, uh, American Gods looked at it by Neil Gaiman. There's all sorts of different things. And it is, what is the power of faith mm, and belief? That's a good way to put it. And so I really liked how that played. I thought, again, some of the characters were really stupid about it. We talked about how Meteora is used as an info dump character. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how there's this whole bit towards the end of season one where they're just like, oh, we have to have her explain a bunch of stuff. And that really annoyed me because best boy, Yuya, like four episodes earlier, is sitting there in a Famirasu just chowing down on food. And he explains it all in like five minutes. He goes... Less than five minutes, like... 30 seconds. Yeah, he just goes, this is what's happening. This is how it's happening. This is super crazy. But hey, we're in Tokyo and it's not that different. So I'm having fun. Thanks for the food. I'm out. And then all the characters are like, 
well, that was weird, but he didn't attack us. So he must be a good guy. And then five episodes later, like, we think we figured out what's happening. Like, you mean because he explained it to you in clear terms? (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, that was annoying. He's great. Yuya's great. Just So I think Uh that with some judicious editing, you can make this a one season anime and it might be better off for it. Yeah. Yeah, they, <clears throat> sorry, they probably did try to pad it out a little too much with the sh- speak, don't, like, tell, don't show. Yeah, it's hard because there were some bits to it that I really think had some, there were some great impactful moments mm. that I really thought worked well. And they would often use those to end an episode. So figuring out how to keep the impact of those while they might not get an episode to end if you're running on a shorter budget would be difficult. But I do think that you could easily trim a bunch of the fat of this show. Unfortunately, that might mean you lose something. Like, one of my favorite characters in the second half of the show is Kung Fu Girl. And I think you'd miss a lot of what made her so fun. But sometimes it's worth cutting those types of things if the overall product is better for it. Yes, 100% agree. Especially because, yeah. I think one of the things I really liked about the show, which was why I picked it as my favorite for 2017, is that it it does something that I don't think I've ever seen another anime or manga or video game try to do, which is kind of take the isekai idea, but give it a twist. An actual interesting twist where you have multiple characters coming to our world, as opposed to the modern isekai, which is either a character from our world going to a fantasy world, or a single fancy character coming to our world and they having it mansplained by a local otaku. Hataraku uh, Sama was great. I really enjoyed yes, that. But I don't, like, they don't take it to the same level as Recreators. Like, Recreators definitely took a, a unique twist to it. He uses his Satan dark magic to make the ultimate black pepper fries. No, he almost does, but he realizes, and he's about to, but his boss stops him and he, she's like, oh, it doesn't matter the fries, but. The fry is not working. I guess, but he was about to. An unholy black pepper fries sound amazing. I'm getting off the subject. <laughs> but there was, because you brought it up, there was a show that I was really excited for, and I don't actually remember the name of it. It was years ago, and it was kind of the same premise. It was pitched to me as what happens after the isekai. Mm. you've gone to another world, mm-hmm. you've had this big, massive adventure, and then a portal shows up and you're just back in regular everyday Tokyo. What happens to you then? And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I'd like to see that. And I watched it and it was garbage oh. because they put him in a high school for all the other people who come back from Isekai. Oh, yeah, and it just turns into some weird, stupid battle anime. And I was like, oh, I don't need to watch more of this. I didn't finish it. See, that just then turns into a generic anime. Yes. As a, I, I don't think this was generic. I think it had its faults. Yes. But I think it was it was an interesting take on something new that really made it shine to me. Also, the fact that the music was fantastic. The music was really good. And it was fun to watch the characters and try to pick out where they drew their yeah. influences from. I had a lot of fun doing that. So was there anything in particular that you think was, like, besides everything we've already mentioned, that was handed well or not well? The animation was really good. Yeah, the animation was great. There's a couple of points where you and I were joking back and forth about what was happening on screen, and then a character on screen would actually bring it up. And I like when that happens, because it means that the creators are... Aware. Aware. Mm. And not in a sense that, you know, they're breaking the fourth wall or purposely digging at themselves, but they recognize what could be an issue and have characters Mm. address it in a way that's organic to the plot. Um, 
there was one that I really liked when they have one of the voice actresses for one of the characters who's appeared in our world, and that character says something on a recording, and the actress goes... Quote-unquote recording. Uh, yeah, on the quote-unquote recording, and the actress goes, is like, I didn't record that line. Like, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, there's bits like that that I did really enjoy. Or the, the fact, like, when Mamika is walking through town and all the little kids are like, oh, it's Mamika. It's like, why does everyone know I'm a magical girl? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's there's bits like that where it's, how would this actually play out that I think they did a really good job with? Mm. As opposed to just being like, we've got anime characters in our world, but they're going to put on a generic outfit and totally blend in and be totally okay with it and not have any questions mm -hmm. or surprises. But they had all the questions and all the surprises. And what I really liked actually the most is the fact that it did not turn into generic harem anime. Oh, especially with how bad I've already said the main character was. Yes. If it had turned into a harem anime with him as a lead, yep, I would not have finished it. I'm going to say right now, I don't care that you recommended it to me. If it had gone no, that I way, I would not have recommended have it to done. you if it was a harem anime. Done. And... And the great thing is, is that I don't think any of the anime girls are interested in him. Well, I say anime girls, I mean like video game girls and other yes. characters. None yeah. of them are interested in him yeah. at all, Good. romantically. They shouldn't be. They just think of him as a friend, which is great. They probably shouldn't even do that. <laughs> Ouch. He is a wet rag. He is a personality of a damp sponge. He's also like 16, maybe? He is 15? also a moron. <laughs> wow. Low bar set by words. I, I mean, you're not wrong. Don't but... even care. <laughs> so that is that is probably the the thing that bugged me the most about the series as a whole is that the protagonist is not the protagonist, and the second protagonist is also not the protagonist, and the person who actually is the protagonist just explains everything. No, see, I I did kind of like that though, in that almost all of the characters who show up in our world are the main characters, and so they have a whole talk between some of them about what does it mean to be a main character. And what does it mean when you're a main character who no longer is? Mm, because they all at that point have become side characters. Yes. And so there is this whole bit about that. You get this great thing between, I can't remember his name, but the Shinji knockoff who pilots the Majinger Z knockoff. Oh, shoot. I didn't write his name down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Shinji knockoff. <laughs> sorry. You've got a super, you've got a high school super robot pilot who's drawn like a chick with short hair. And who is, like, manic depressive when they first meet him, but then decides, oh, actually, I have a super robot instead of an Evangelion. That's my dead mum. Spoilers for Evangelion. So <laughs> I'm going to actually just be a hot-blooded pilot, especially when I team up with so the he, guy from King of Fighters, because he's my Aniki. He kind of has the personality of a Macross pilot. Yeah, somewhat. But looks like Shinji. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying that because he doesn't look like Shinji, but he's totally drawn with a female body type and a female facial type. They just gave him short hair, which is how they originally drew Shinji. But he teams up with the dude from King of Fighters who we were talking about. Not Billy, but the other one. And they just, they have a great bond between them. It's great. I loved it. Shadon? I think that was No, no, that's um, oh, uh, no, no, Celestia's right. boyfriend. You're right. Sorry. Ri? No. Wait, is that him? I don't know. Most of the names I do remember. Yeah, why, why can't really I remember pop him? Up the top of my head. <laughs> oh no, why can't I remember him? Because he's got the sweet him? Gigas robot. It was Gigas, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Gigas Machina. Gigas Machina. Ah, oh, I liked his creator too. He was fun. And I like oh, that. Yeah, it is Rui. Rui Kanoya. Uh, but I like that too. Is how they explore not to the extent of something like Shirobako, 
they do explore the world of creating. You have creators and creations, but you also have the world of creating and what goes into it. And just well, the guess, doubts and yeah. the overcoming and all the things that the insecurities and all those things that face into it and how you, you know, you've got to put up this front and you have these deadlines and you have all these things that are always pushing down on you. So what drives you to keep creating? Yeah. What makes you a creator? And that's a whole second part of what's going on here that I thought was really well done. I like that. And there's this great bit where one of the creators sees another one of the creators doing something like creating a piece of art. And she's like, oh, and goes out in the corridor and has a cry because she's like, I'm not good enough because this other creator is so much better than me. And then later on, a few episodes later, the other creator says, you know, I saw her creating amazing work and it made me feel insecure. So they like all make each other feel really insecure <laughs> about their own work, even though they're all professionals. Yeah, it's all about making other people feel bad. Yeah. No, it really is. The whole show is about make like as a creator just feeling like crap because everyone else is so much better than you. <gasps> it's about imposter syndrome. This whole anime is imposter syndrome. The anime. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah, I like that take too. <laughs> but yeah, so I liked I liked all those aspects. If you could just diminish the role of high school boy. Yep. And remove a lot of the info dumps from Meteor that were already done better by Yuya. Yep. And then just tighten it up so you don't have whole scenes where people are sitting around talking about things that don't actually matter because you got into the situation under false pretenses in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think the anime would be better. But yeah. it was enjoyable as it was. Good. That's that, what I that have to say That was exactly that. what I thought in 2017 as well. And that's 2020. I know. But I actually really enjoyed rewatching it because, um, as you know, but not necessarily as listeners know, I have a terrible memory. So I forgot a lot of the show. So it was like rewatching it again from the beginning. Yay! <laughs> and then I remembered, oh yeah, this is a really talky episode. Oh crap. <laughs> Yay! I, I mean, shoot, we got to the recap episode, watched the first two minutes, went, oh, this is a recap episode and skipped, skipped it. it. Nobody wants a recap episode. <sighs> What's the point? There was, there was an anime recently um, and they had a recap episode after four episodes. Karen Logan did that. Did they? Yeah, they had some budget issues from the original running around. Well, no, sorry, they had a really early recap episode because the episode was too naughty for TV, Ooh. and so they cut out a bunch of the risque parts and made it into a pseudo recap episode. That's what they did. Okay, I I watched Gonagan in my anime club, so I think we probably I think they skipped the recap. Or that's as a I shame, said, I have a, a really terrible fun episode, or I have a terrible memory and I don't remember it. There was one that I remember the recently where they had like two recap episodes within one season because they were having budget. Oh, Girls and Panzer had that problem too during the initial run. Girls and Panzer had so many budget issues. And the great thing is that Shiro Bako was kind of making fun of Girls and, Girls Panzer. and Panzer for doing that. <laughs> uh, anime, it's a mess. Yep. Oh, that is one thing is I didn't mention is Recreators is an original anime. Yes. And there is a manga, but it came out after the anime. So I think that's another reason why it kind of did, it tried something new. Does the manga tell a story from the anime? Uh, probably. I have no interest. I don't know. Well, that's also the problem with anime and manga, uh, etc. in Japan, is that they often tell exactly the same story or the same enough story with a slight tweak that kind of makes, die, like, what's it called? Diehard fans go and buy all of the merchandise and all of the manga and all of the games. and But it's like it's telling exactly the same story, so why should I buy this? I guess, but I prefer that a manga or an anime in some way be an Elseworlds of what you've read. Like, to use an example that you haven't read, 
the because that's gonna help <laughs> it might help our listeners the evangelion manga hmm. tells the story of the evangelion anime but because of issues it was kind of originally made concurrently at the same time as the anime so they had it was kind of like dragon ball super thing where you had the same plot points but everything in between was up to the author and so I really enjoy the fact that the manga is different, especially as you get further and further on where the anime was long done and the manga was still going on because the author took forever. So I really like the fact that it kind of branches out and does its own thing at that point. You know, it's like people who say that uh, Full Metal Alchemist original is better than Brotherhood. Mm, no, people don't say that. They say the beginning is better and the ending is crap because the manga hasn't finished by then. But yeah, anyway. Fair enough. I haven't actually watched the original. I've only watched Brotherhood. That's because I won't let you watch the original. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But so, I don't If it's the same story, what's the point, I guess? Yeah, that's the thing that annoys me. Now, sometimes I'll do it because there's things that I want to see animated because I think they'd work better that way or just because I like it so much. But... I feel like it's missing something. It's like it's obviously a cash grab as opposed to an expansion on the story or an expansion on the universe. I guess, like, I, I, I guess what I'm going to say, if you make an anime of a manga, I want the anime to follow the manga. But if you make a manga the anime, I want it to do something original. That's a good way to put it. Because I'm greedy that way. <laughs> or if you make a game of an anime, you want them to have a completely different story. Or be completely unrelated and just set in the same universe okay, as the now, anime. Now you're being bitter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so if the manga just follows the anime well i've already seen it i don't care that's also what i don't like about um anime movies is they often retell the anime series but condense everything into two hours and it's either done well which is incredibly rare like the macross frontier movies it has its faults but yes i really enjoyed those <laughs> yeah that's because you hadn't seen the tv series that's true or it's done really poorly and it just feels like a whole season of anime crammed into two hours and it just like macross do you remember love <laughs> where it doesn't make sense unless you've actually seen the tv series which i had not seen the tv series <laughs> but i think that this would actually be a great ending point for this episode because i'm going to make you watch the gurren logan movies you are i also haven't seen the gurren logan series in forever so i wonder if i should re-watch that i wouldn't i'll just watch the movies okay just watch the movies yes okay that's gonna be interesting well, we've talked about Trigger on here before. Just a little bit, yeah. And technically, Kern Lagan is Gainax. Which is technically a different studio. It's the but, same people. But Gurren Lagan was Trigger. Before Trigger was Trigger. Pre-Trigger. Yeah. So we're going to watch the movies, and we're going to have to come back and see how you still feel about can a movie stand on its own. Okay. Fair enough? Fair enough. It doesn't really help that I've forgotten everything that happened Shh. in the series. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'll watch it. So I'm glad you enjoyed Recreators. I did. I did. It had its faults, which I've been very harsh on during this review. Yeah, but I also agree with you. <laughs> but hopefully people see that I, there were parts of it that I really enjoyed as well. Yeah. Well, that was Recommendations, My Talk is Spouse. I was Jen. I'm still Wes. Are you? Yes. Okay. You can find us on Twitter at Annie Bros Creative. Or the website, www.annabroscreative.com. And if you enjoyed this episode... Uh, feel free to leave a comment or share it with somebody else who think would enjoy it too or if not that's fine too or tweet us and tell us that we're horrible yeah no please don't do that <laughs> <laughs> bye bye